Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, leading with influence and impact as an introverted woman. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. And today I'm talking about whether your work environment could be bringing on imposter syndrome, whether it could be fueling imposter syndrome. And it's something, imposter syndrome is something that I'm increasingly seeing people say they are experiencing. And I don't know whether that is because more people are experiencing it or whether it is because more people feel comfortable talking about it. But I I do know that increasingly I'm seeing people talk about that they experience it. And I think that is a good thing because I do think that the more people talk about it, then it removes the, the stigma, the shame that people have about it. And it normalizes it because it is a phenomenon phenomenon that many people experience and I think more people have an awareness now of the name that um, imposter syndrome that is given to the phenomenon which describes their lived experience but one of the things that has happened is that with With it being bandied around a lot so much, um, it has become misunderstood and and there are many misconceptions about it. And so much so, it is often presented as being a woman's issue. But it's not just women who experience it, men experience it too. And whilst the early studies on imposter phenomenon, as the original researchers called it, focused on women, A number of studies um, since then have found that there are are no differences in the number of women that experience it and the number of men that do. So it isn't a woman thing and it's an every person thing because all manner of people can experience it. And, you know, whether you are the CEO or whether you are the um, office junior, it can be experienced by all manners of people. And I remember a interview in the New York Times some years ago, a few years back, where uh, the former CEO and chair of the board for Starbucks, Howard Schultz, he talked about experiencing it because he said something along the lines that there's no CEO goes into the role on the first day and doesn't say to themselves, something along the lines of am I equipped to do this or am I able to do this and so whether you are introverted extroverted a high achiever socio-economically advantaged or socio-economically disadvantaged whether you're black black whether you're white whether you're young whether you are old all manner of people can experience it because Imposter syndrome does not discriminate. And research suggests that people who are in the minority to the dominant group are more likely to experience it than those in the dominant group. Um, And so it could be 
that you are a woman in a male-dominated environment. It could be that you are a black person in a white-dominated environment. You could be from a socio-economically disadvantaged background, in a very privileged background. Um, I've had many clients in that situation. It could be anything where you are in the minority and you're think, comparing yourself to your peers, your colleagues, and thinking that you don't deserve to be there or you've got there by luck or you've got, um, you're going to get found out that you're a fake, that you shouldn't be there, that you're a fraud. And speaking of luck, that's something that I've stopped using the term and I'm saying to people who are maybe going for a new job or going for promotion or going for something, I've stopped wishing them luck because it isn't luck, it's their ability. They have the ability, they are capable, they have the skills and the experience. So if I'm wishing them luck, then I'm saying that it's something else other than them why they would get it so something that i stopped doing i can't remember now when i stopped doing that it was a while ago but i was having a conversation with a friend recently who had um who was going for promotion and i said to her, i'm not going to wish you luck i'm going to say i hope you are successful or i wish you success and then i explained to her why i wasn't wishing her luck and she uh, said yeah it's, it's she got it she really got it and and then she's had that conversation with somebody since. And when you're in the minority to the dominant group, there could be systemic issues such as racism, sexism, homophobia, classism, or other forms of entrenched discrimination which make the environment non-inclusive. And in such situations, rather than putting the emphasis on the individual to change, it's the environment that needs to change. And in this study uh, called Racism Camouflaged as Imposterism and the Impact on Black STEM Doctoral Students, the researchers looked at the experience of imposter syndrome in black STEM doctoral students. And it was suggested that if structural, institutional and everyday racism in STEM were eradicated, imposter syndrome would likely no longer exist. Um, and the researchers um, argued that the reason that black students experience feelings of imposter syndrome is because of the culture of STEM departments and that they are a breeding ground for projecting black inferiority, racial stereotypes and other forms of racialized bias. And this isn't to distract from the psychological aspects of imposter syndrome because for some of us it can be a big challenge. And whilst imposter syndrome is not a classified mental health condition, it is a psychological issue. And Clance and Imes, the original researchers who coined the term imposter phenomenon, uh, in, and it was, this was in the 1970s, they identified it as stemming from early life experiences where someone was made to feel like they weren't good enough, or they were put on the pedestal and labelled the golden child because of something outstanding that they had done. So this could have been that they learnt to walk before the rest of their cohort, or they were brighter than their siblings, they learnt to, to write or do something before they started school. And then 
as a result of that there is high expectations placed on them um, which put a lot of pressure on them and they feel like that they have to live up to these high expectations that are placed on them and it's challenging and it puts a lot of pressure on them and I had a client who um, this experience had this experience many of my clients do actually um, and some of them are white privileged women from socio-economically privileged backgrounds but yet they still experience imposter syndrome and that's why I said imposter syndrome does not discriminate and they put a lot of pressure on themselves um, and they also experience perfectionism and perfectionism often goes hand in hand with imposter syndrome and to the outside world they appeared to be very successful but the anxiety and stress that imposter syndrome brought on was negatively impacting them and they recognized that if they, they didn't address it that they would burn out something would crash and with these particular women it wasn't the environment that they worked in it was due to their self-limiting beliefs and the pressure that this put on them and with other clients it has been made to feel like they weren't good enough as a child or being made to feel that something was wrong with them because they were introverted or being from a socio-economically disadvantaged background working in an environment where everyone is from a privileged background and and many more of the reasons and with some clients environmental factors have brought on the imposter feelings and it can be where they don't feel like they belong and it's often the case that I will have clients who are very successful achieved a lot in their careers very senior positions but they don't feel that they can fully express themselves as their true selves they experience imposter syndrome perfectionism doubt themselves and they put a lot of pressure on themselves a lot of stress when they're in say board meetings or senior leadership meeting team meetings but yet they may do something outside of their day job like be on the board of a charity or do some sort of voluntary work where they're having to speak up in the boardroom or speak up in meetings deliver presentations they're having to be the face of the charity or the what it is that they they do in their spare time and they do that so confidently um, and when we break it down a lot of the time it's because that their work environment they don't feel like they belong and this is something that I think that all leaders need to give consideration to is how are they making people feel like they belong does your if you experience imposter syndrome does your organization the culture of your organization make you feel like you belong or are you made to feel like because you are introverted because you are a woman because you may be a black woman or um, any other of the protected characteristics you're made to feel like you don't belong and it can sometimes be subtle things that make you feel like you you don't belong it might not be that people 
don't speak to you or ignore you. It might just be the subtle things like where they're talking about a particular experience which is just so far removed from your experience or who you are. Or they're talking about a particular thing that they've got up to as a group where you weren't included. Uh, situations where I see this a lot is where it comes to a group of men going down to the pub after work. Now many women may not necessarily do this. Yes, some women do, but some women may not necessarily do this. And particularly if you are from a particular background, say for example, um, your religious background doesn't really um, appreciate you sort of going into those sorts of environments, then that is not making you feel like you belong. And oftentimes, leaders, people in the workplace in general, will go about doing things without actually giving thought to whether people feel like they don't belong. And this is something that I believe that all leaders need to give consideration to when they're looking at creating inclusive environments. And if an employee is made to feel like a fraud and doubts themselves because they're not from the same background as everyone else, or they're not the same colour, or not have the same privileges, or have different preferences, I think that there's something wrong with the culture of the organisation. Um, and a situation that I encountered um, whilst coaching, and um, where a, a woman, minority woman, in a male-dominated environment, where, or, or should I say, a male-dominated, privileged environment, did not feel, felt uncomfortable, um, and didn't fully participate, wasn't able to be their, their true self or didn't feel that they could be their true self. And so much so it was impacting them that they were thinking, are they really cut out for this? Should they go and look for something else? But once they recognised what I've been saying was going on for them about not feeling that they belonged, and it was they were able to work out, well, what could they do so that they felt like they belonged? So whilst they couldn't change how other people act, they could change how they respond and, and what they do. So looking at, well, what could they do to um, nurture relationships, develop relationships, um, help them to get to know people better and for people to get to know them better. So if you feel like you don't belong in the environment, before you jump ship and go find something else, what can you do so that you feel like you belong? Do you need to have a conversation with somebody about how the environment isn't very inclusive because it doesn't make everybody feel like they belong? Could you increase awareness about the issue? And I know I'm not saying that because people who are in the minority to the dominant group should go around telling people, educating people. No, that is, people need to 
educate themselves but it's not always the case and sometimes we've got to if we want to get our message across if we want to see change sometimes we have to do that little bit of work to raise our awareness about an issue and to educate people so that we can see change happen and thankfully some employers are starting to recognize the extent of the imposter um, phenomenon um, because i'm increasingly being asked to deliver talks and workshops to help their employees address it but unfortunately there's still many that don't um, and then they don't look at how they can change the culture how they can change the environment make the environment more inclusive and not just tick boxes how they can make people feel like they belong because when people feel like they belong they're more motivated they're more um, powered they're more productive they're more likely to go over, over and beyond that extra mile um, and determined to deliver great results so when people feel that they belong not only do they benefit but the organization does as well so is your organization doing enough to make sure that people feel like they belong or as a leader are you doing enough to make sure that people feel like they belong so depending on where you are on on your leadership journey and it doesn't matter where you are you could just be starting out in your career um, but make sure that when you're in different environments that you think about the people um, and how you're making people feel how you're how welcoming you are in terms of helping them to feel that they belong and if you're at sea level, you know, the C-suite, again, how are you, how is your leadership team making people feel like they belong? Is there anyone on your leadership team who is in the minority to the dominant group? Um, and if so, what do you do so that they feel like they belong? And when someone experiences imposter syndrome, it can be easy to think that or feel like it is just them that experience it. And this can feel isolating and as if there's something wrong with the individual. And if they were aware of the extent to which it was experienced, it would ease some of the pressure that they put on themselves. And so I think that senior leaders creating an environment whereby they are more open about their experiences of it can help towards easing some of that pressure making it less uh, removing the stigma and it's not to say that and some people don't like to talk about that because they may think that it's perceived as a weakness or that they're not good enough or they're not able but I think that sometimes being a little bit vulnerable, like sharing our vulnerabilities, um, and that's not everything. Um, you're not got having to sort of give a detailed account of everything that you know you're 
holding yourself back on or limiting yourself or what you're thinking but it's just allowing people to see that you are human and this is particularly so the more senior that you get that people can see that you're human that people can feel that you are relatable as well and that you make people feel like they belong and of organizations that want to support their staff uh, want to support their their employees who experience imposter syndrome providing coaching and training it means that leaders can help their employees and themselves for those leaders who experience it to feel confident that their skills and abilities got them to where they are and that they deserve it and so if you're experiencing it recognize that it's your skills your abilities what you're good at what you're not so good at what you may not be good at at all that has got you to where you are and but recognizing that where the where the issue lies is it the environment or is it is it your limiting beliefs your self-limiting beliefs and once you've identified that then it's then easier to put things in place so that you feel that you belong and you're helping other people to feel like they belong so think about what you can do what you're going to do no matter where you are in the um leadership in your leadership journey what can you do to one make sure that you you don't let the environment bring on imposter syndrome in you or if it does come on that you let that sweep you and consume you and two what can you personally do and again no matter what level you're at whether you're just starting out whether you are towards the end of your career journey what can you do to help people feel like they belong so thank you for listening um, and if you are wanting to increase your confidence influence and impact go to my website aboundingsolutions.com there's a free assessment that you can complete that will give you ideas about what you can focus on and if you are not a member of my high achieving introverted women facebook group then do find us on facebook high achieving women high achieving introverted women facebook group and i must add that i am considering closing the facebook group and if you do join you will see the reasons why so until the next time bye